I'm Tara Aldridge, and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome, Cat and Matt. Cat and Matt. Matt and Cat. Actually, why was it not Matt and Cat? Because normally, when you're ever doing names, uh, the first letter in the alphabet comes first. It always, it always usually sounds better. Okay, got it, got it. That makes sense. Cat, cat and yeah, Nat and Cat sounds weirder. And then we were like Cat in the Hat, like some of the, you know what I mean, like. And like someone once when we do our show on tour, the kids were like, why can't I come to the cat in the hat show? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, it's not cat in the hat yeah. show. It's, you know what I mean? Cat. Yeah. But, uh, it's not for kids. Not for no. No, no, no. no, no, no. Um, I don't know. I don't feel I need to introduce you. You guys are, are amazing. You're, 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 you're just, honestly, I was in stitches because I'm doing my research this morning catching up on you guys and where you're at and all the gum surgery and you know the the sex the the mom sex stories I'm just dying I'm dying this morning and I'm screaming at my kids get off the boat get off the boat I'm interviewing Kat and Matt because I where do they go where Where do they go off the the boat they're sitting outside the boat right now. I'm just kidding. They're at the park. They're at the trampoline park. They're with their nanny. So listen, I need to tell you guys something. I want your three, life. Three, three years ago. Okay. I started all this, the, the, the Tara show. All right. Much like you guys, you know, it's a freaking journey, right? And all the women listening to this show, they're on a journey. They're on a quest to, to be something. They, they want to be a rock star of some sort. Okay. Period. I've made it. You guys have really, really made it. And it's funny you say ago. that. I definitely don't. Feel we like, don't feel that way. So that. it's it's funny that other everyone has a perception of what as other people have done. You know, one thousand percent. So three years ago, I messaged you guys when I first start. You're not going to believe this story, okay? I messaged you guys. I messaged your girl, your 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 info PR person, and I'm like. Hey, like I'm starting the show. It's called Mommy Got Our Group Back. And like I just love, love, love Kat and Dan. And I'd love for them to be on my show. And she's like, you know, I got no responses from anyone. Because you don't when you're first starting out, right? Nobody is like, I'm not gonna be on your we, show. And that's crazy because we we try. So I, I'm dying to know who you're Oh, wait, to. no, wait. So this is what this is what I want you to hear. This is like so important. So I get a response back from your team. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope so. Oh my gosh. She's like, first of all, I love what you're doing. Second of all, you're awesome. Third of all, like, it's too soon for Cat and Nat to be on your show. But like, keep circling back, keep circling back, keep circling back. And so I did a couple times. And then I launched the Smart Woman Show. And I started to get big names on my show. And I... Not that I forgot about you, but I kind of forgot to circle back for the third time. Yeah. My assistant calls me 
six weeks ago because now she's I've got a girl I've got a Sam on my team <laughs> and and she messages me and she's like hey so I just you know here's the guests that, w- that we're bringing on the show like I just want to confirm that they're a fit and she goes do you know who Kat and Nat are and you're I like oh, shut up oh yes? my gosh that's and- crazy so she went out and did it because she knew it was on the list and she- and it happened she didn't know you were on the list. She did. She, see, this is a God thing. She's like, God knew you were on the list. And she oh. put it on her and she found you guys. And she's like, oh, I think these would be perfect for the show. And here we are. You guys That's are my originals. So, what we, is we small. Have, we have so many like crazy stories like that in our lives yeah. too. It's just, I love when I hear it happen because it's just, it's meant to be. It's just about timing, but we have so many things where we look back like including partnerships that we had dreamed of having and we went and we did everything to try and get them and then years later they're pursuing us not knowing that we pursued them years ago and bright side of the pandemic is we have time because a lot Mm -hmm. of what we didn't have before was time because we were always on the road or moving or having to like have deadlines met so our actual time to sit down and do something was like like we even stopped doing TV segments on the road because we just had no more capacity to go, you know, like push ourselves so hard. And it was just so this is the really the bright side, the amazing women we've been able to meet because um, we don't have to be traveling. So we don't we're not like on the road. We're at home. Well, you're, you're in your minivan. Yeah, it's not a minivan. My Hyundai Palisade. But yes. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It's amazing. So ladies, tell me this. Okay. Mother's Day is in three days. Yeah. yeah. And um, this is going to actually air after Mother's Day. But I want to ask you, do you have big expectations for Mother's Day this year? So funny you just said that because I we just did an Amazon Live where I was like, I think that when you begin to mature as a mom and you, you're we're like we have 12 year olds and almost 13 year olds and you begin to realize that like if you want that this to be met. If you want an amazing Mother's Day, create it for yourself. Don't wait for it to happen. So if there's a gift you're expecting that doesn't come, either put it in their inbox and tell them, get me this for Mother's Day, but don't ruin another's Mother's Day. Like we're this far in the game that we know what to expect. You know what I mean? Like maybe you're Mm -hmm. one and two, you have giant expectations, but now she's been all morning, but has been organizing her food for the day for everybody. For my mom, for my mom, like for my mom, like for Mother's Day and like organizing for my brother and I to um, host my mom for Mother's Day. But my son said to me um, something like um, uh, something about Mother's Day. And I said, well, what do you have planned? He's like, I'm sure dad has it all planned. I'm like, you might want to talk to him about that. Yeah. (laughs) And when I did send out the email, the text with my husband and my brother on it, talking about what we can do for my mom, there was no like, no, no, Natalie, we already have plans for you. So I assume the day is wide open. (laughs) You know, it's, it's every mother's day. I have this expectation. Okay. And it, it always gets let down. So I did what you guys are talking about. I like call the private chef, celebrity good. chef. Good. I'm like, we've, we're on a boat. We're going out on the boat and we yeah. are going to have cocktails and we good. are yeah. going to have, we're going to party. So, so I want to talk about expectations though for a minute, because there's no way that you guys got to where you are right now without number one, having expectations of people and how they're going to show up. And number two, like kind of having a, an expectant heart. So I want to talk about expectations just to start. What do you expect? 
how do you manage your expectations and really like with with creating the empire you guys are creating an empire Bella that's the hope <laughs> no I, I have to say doing. so talk the, about tell the me. most important thing I think you said there is instead of uh, what we expect it's more about managing expectations and not being surprised when those expectations aren't met and to you know I'm sure that along the way I know along the way we have been disappointed by people that we've met or um, opportunities that we've had but we don't let it like crush us we don't sit in it for long we don't sit in it we're just like you know don't expect too much from people expect the most from yourself. Like the two of us expect the most from, you know, each other, not like I, but, but not that her. much. We don't expect that much. And we don't expect it. It's like, we expect a lot together to do things together. And we know that we're capable of doing so much. So we expect that there's no limit to that. I, and I think that we don't think a lot about expectate. Like we don't, it's, we have never sat down and been like, these are our expectations. This is, I think as Canadians, and this is probably very uh, cliche, but for a long time, when people would do things to us, we would just walk away and, and make them understand that wasn't about, like, we would never get mad. We'd never rock the boat. We would just kind of be like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Or, you know, like a lot of, we've been screwed over a few times, but we never made, we weren't like, then and we just sort of walked away and continued it's like we're always looking forward we're never looking back and, or and sideways I say even the times that we were disappointed that I ever sat there and was like I'm so disappointed in when I thought you were going to be and that you're not I'm more just like okay you've proven What's yourself next? not to be you're in the past I don't even have time to get pissed at you I'm going to go look for the next thing yeah that's going to hopefully make us happy yeah 100 I love that and I I thank you for saying that because there's, there's this weird, crazy time in life that we, that, that, that women like you really, truly it's women like you, it lays on your shoulders to pave the way. And I think a lot of women are looking at you and expecting to get the answer. And what I love about you guys is that you're ahead of that curve and you've created this like entire platform that I really want you to share about. <laughs> I tried to buy it last night, stumbled upon it. I tried to could get my membership last night and I'm like damn it I why don't I have my credit card number oh, story of my life then you get a new phone and then you want to put all your credit cards on your new phone but you forget to do it I've been trying to pay for this catered Mother's Day lunch three times today and I can't find my credit card yeah because and when you're probably laying down in bed at nighttime when your kids are sleeping and with your gum surgery yeah with and I don't have a credit card beside me and I don't want to go downstairs to get it got it priorities so, okay. So ladies, if you're listening, pause it, go get your credit card. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Right? Because you're going to need it because it's a whole $5 and 99. I've memorized mine, by the way. I've memorized mine off by heart, my so credit good. card. So, so I know good. it and the expiry and the three digit code. So there yeah, we go. How old are your kids? Six and four. Okay. You're getting there. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, okay, so go, you're going to go to the top. Well, I was going to say there's two reasons we did this. So there's a business reason and then there's a personal reason. And the business reason is as you as you begin to understand that you are the actual commodity as two people, 
and no one can purchase you. No one can, you know, you have to do everything to make the money. You begin to realize, okay, well, what's the exit plan and where am I going? So like, like number one, I think again, as we have gotten to a place, the pandemic has really made the pandemic has made us really think twice about, you know, what happens if we can't travel? What happens if we can't get to California and New York like we used to, you know, on the drop of a dime? What happens if we can't go on tour? So the business side of the common parent, which is a subscription-based model, is that, you know, here's a service where we as parents are in over our heads personally with teens and tweens. And I was a former social worker and I am still, you know, I was a social worker back then, not to my own children. And today is a different ballgame than it was it's, it's always changing the parenting game. It's never the same. So what is true for our 12 and 13 year olds today will be different for your 12 and 13 year olds, you know, in, in six okay. years or seven years from now, but literally we were, we, the, our daughters out of nowhere started having like situations and attitudes and opinions where we weren't expecting it to happen because we were so used to taking care of like toddlers. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden these things really mattered. The two of us would sit here and have these conversations. And we thought to ourselves, like if we who have seven kids and have been parenting for over a decade are kind of confused in this world, so many more people must feel this way. And we don't want to go to the book online or to a bookstore and like buy 5,000 books because we don't have time for that. Yeah, We have an issue. We need to deal with it and we want the Coles notes like and, and like the students we were we just want the Coles notes and issues are normal in parenthood and I think that that's what people get so you know I have a child who hit the age of eight and began to have panic attacks and I was like what the hell is this now I have a friend who has experienced some panic attacks and anxiety so within a community my own community I was able to find answers but if I was a mom somewhere far away and I was experiencing this well try to call the doctor, you're having to go and, you know, the situation changes daily. It's not always just mm -hmm. one event. So, you know, the common parent is a place to kind of normalize these behaviors that happen and then understand how to handle it as a mom without trying to fix it, without being like, here's a solution, but it's tools to help you guide through the situation. And some, some of our, our um, members have said, I didn't even realize that I, this was a bigger problem than I had anticipated. And now I've onboarded, um, you know, a therapist and thank you for opening my eyes that this is beyond me. Or thank you for teaching me that this is normal. My child doesn't want me to come hang out with me in my room, but when she's sitting beside me or, you know, on a couch by me, that's her way of like communicating to me and that I'm just, I want to be around you, but I'm not going to talk to you. And we're not the experts. So we have, um, we have turned to the best experts all over the world who come and give us these tips. And then we're able to put them into a short newsletter onto a website. So you can search for your problem. And so you get like quick hits, you get uh, like a book synopsis of the expert that's come in. You get a web, you get webinars, you get, you get a, in a group, you get a group where you can either be anonymous or not anonymous. And you can say what's going on with and I mean, I felt the same way when I had a baby. I thought I was the only one going through issues, but let's just say, you know, whether it's like depression, eating disorder, drugs, bullies, like the list sex. goes on and on. There's, you think that you're the only one that it just happened to. Yeah. Sex. And you don't want to go to like your neighbor and talk to your neighbor because who knows if she's misjudgy and then she's telling her kids, well, don't hang around that kid because they just started vaping when you're just trying to handle the situation, but you put it out in the group. And there's tons of people going through the exact same thing as you and you no longer feel alone. So ladies, as you are explaining 
all of this to me. I'm first of all, I'm freaking out a little bit because I haven't hit vaping ages or sex ages. Like I'm going, Oh, I'm, I'm puking a little bit in my mouth yep. hearing all of this. And then on the, on the flip side of that, I'm like, Oh, I could be anonymous. Oh, there's people in there that could actually bring insight to me. Oh, there's experts. Oh, and, and on top of that six bucks a month, just thank you. Like, thank oh. you for creating this. Honestly. Yeah. And, and honestly, and, and, and if you buy it for the year, you get two months less than that. When we were uh, working with speaking with the business coach about all of it, they were like, this is kind of like outrageous how low that you want to charge for this. But we're like, as everything we've always wanted to do, we want to make it so that any mom in need can have it. Because I mean, if you had all the money in the world, you could go, you could, you could go to a therapist seven days a week, right? You still wouldn't have the community of moms where you can talk to, but um, not many people can afford to to speak to these amazing experts that we have yeah. in the group. Yeah. yeah. And it, Go ahead. No, it feels good to have a business, you know, model that's helping people at the end of the day. Cause, and, and that's about yeah. a community. So, you know, we have a lot of different revenue streams, but this one feels like so, um, just so great that it's making an impact and you know the the tween and teen years don't have to be this horrific experience where you your you and your child have a bumpy road and every time you see each other it's just eh, and they want to be anywhere but in your house yeah when we had uh, small babies we knew it was really overwhelming but we wanted to find the fun in it and then when they became older we still want to be able to have joy and fun and memories and travel with our kids and them not be like I don't want to go anywhere with you so we wanted to be able to have some tools where we we could like understand where they're coming from. Yes. Thank you. I, I thank you guys so much. And I, I can't recommend it enough. I was on your website and I, like I said, I couldn't find my credit card, but today I, my kids are only six and four, but I feel it's like never I mean, the only thing I will tell you is that the tools that you use for us, like a screaming tantruming child are the same that the tantrums stay the same. They just change in the way they look. So power struggles and the way you communicate. And, you know, we talk about like codependency and why is that harmful? And, you know, eating disorders, what does that look like at what age, like everything that we're talking about starts, you know, we never want to fear, we never want to fear people, but all of what we're talking about it as a parent, it's all sitting there just waiting to happen. So if you, it's basically a toolbox, it's like, here's your toolbox in order to be able to communicate and have a relationship with your child and, and in a way that makes them healthy and well-adjusted and adults. I, and if I had had all of the information that I'm getting right now before my daughter who's 12 now was started going through it, I'd love to have a little bit of like, oh, I already know how to handle this. Yeah. I've already, or what to look for. Yeah. What to look for is a big one too. No, yeah. I need this. I need this. So, okay. So there's nine rules. Uh, some of these really stand out to me. And the first one, the, the first one, the rule number one, smile before you judge. Like, I love that, but I'm going to skip down to rule number four. Stop calling yourself a bad mom. <laughs> people, the big one. People say that all the time. Why do we say this? Why, why do moms get this idea that we're doing just, we're just shit. We're just doing a shitty job. I... Honestly, I think it's a narrative that we've created as a, as a society. And like, you know, we have a, we often talk about how, when you're, when you're a dad and you take your kid out and the kid's screaming or yelling, people are really supportive and they're like, you know, you're okay. You're doing a great job. You're a great dad. You're a superhero. Look at you. 
And if you're a mom with a screaming child in a grocery store and ripping things off the shelves and screaming and yelling, you have an entitled, spoiled child and you've raised it and you're a terrible mom who's created this. So I think society has created this narrative and we've all bought into it that it's our responsibility. We should do everything. We should look banging. We should be amazing in the bedroom. We should have all the friends. We should be organizing play dates. We should be making like quinoa sweet potato like pancakes. Our kids should be like, you know, perfect in school. And, you know, there, there is nothing that we can, we can't move anymore without someone judging. And we're, the worst critics of ourselves as moms like we're the ones who set ourselves up every day and apologize for being people we have friends who are like you know I feel like I feel like most days I'm such a bad mom and I didn't do this and those moms specifically we know are really good oh my gosh you do like I actually think I'm a good mom I just do because I'm like doing the best that I can yeah and that's that's enough I'm like I don't do half of the shit you do. Yeah. Trust me, you are an outrageously amazing yeah. single mom to boot. Like, please, please change the words in your head. Oh my gosh, please change the words in your head. Okay, let's talk about that. Change the words in your flipping head. It's your responsibility to have a really clean, empowered mind. Because if you're going to run around saying that you are a bad mom or that you suck or all of these things, guess what? First of all, you're going to think everybody else is that way. You're yeah. right. And then, you know, what, what, what programming are you putting in your kids' minds? So can you speak into the responsibility that's, of reading yourself? That's our, that's our biggest thing is, you know, I was actually talking to someone yesterday and they were like, I'm so bad. I'm a bad mom. I'm guilty. Cause you know, my, my, she specifically said her daughter was like, was role modeling was like, I'm too busy to go to the park or something. And I was like, you know, it's not you're not a bad mom because your child's in an imagination land, flip the script and stop apologizing Mm -hmm. for being a parent. Like if you're teaching your daughter that there's something wrong with working, you're, if you have a son who is watching you, you're, you're apologizing for being, you know, a woman who goes to work. Like we need to stop like guilt parenting and we need to start being like, you know what? We, whenever we travel, we travel a lot for work unexpectedly more than I would ever have imagined. Thankfully. And we're two stay-at-home moms who used to judge moms who went away. And now we are those moms. So we have a totally, that's why that number one rule is so important. But when we go away, we're like, we talk about how much we love work. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, we're, we're so excited to go do this. You know, this is so amazing. I think it's also important to let your kids know why you like your job and mm-hmm. what it is why? that you do makes a difference. Like what is the, it's not, you know, a lot of kids just go, oh, my, my mom goes to the office. It's like, I think it's really important that they sit down and they explain, you know, uh, someone we know, the daughter, we said to the daughter, what does your mom do? And she's like, I think she's like a writer. I'm like, your mother is a writer. Like that is amazing. I wish you knew more about that. Cause I bet that is super interesting, you know? Yeah. And then the other thing is when we say changing the words in, in our heads is that hopefully not every day, but a lot of days you can look in the mirror and you can say, I'm a good person. I'm doing a good thing. And I like, pretty today because we always have taught our daughters to compliment other other women sometimes that can feel very very vulnerable to just stop Mm. this woman in the street and compliment her on something and every time my daughter walks by and goes that that girl's so pretty or that woman's so pretty it like she thinks she's just saying it it's not a big deal but it is touching my heart because it means that I've led by example and that she feels okay to to like just totally put it out there she's so pretty she look I love I love her outfit she's she's looks so good in that you know and I'm like 
I don't say much, but I'm just like, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm and if you think that. little, little girls and little boys, they, they are in awe of other people, you know, like beautiful dresses or, you know, uh, their kindness or the way they spoke to them. And we lose that as we get older, we, we lose the awe of other people. Like when I was little, I, I remember I always loved ladies with long nails. Right. Uh-huh. And I, and then, and then I remember people saying things like, Oh my God, like her nails are so long and fake. And I'm like, Oh my God, you think badly of that? Like, just let's just keep thinking it's amazing. If the woman loves it, then it's beautiful. I think that's such a good point. And I want you to pause this episode right now. You're going to come back to it, but pause it. And I want you to go and compliment a woman right now, whether it be on Instagram or something, because you're so bang on. Um, we're, we get, we feel vulnerable complimenting somebody. Mm-hmm. That's true. So ask backwards. Why? What's going to happen? What would tell me d- dig deeper on that? Why? Why I do we feel I, vulnerable? I think sometimes it will make people f- like some people, maybe if th- they feel if they tell someone else how pretty they are, then they're they're then they don't feel as pretty. But what they need to know, it's the same thing we, ch- we tell children. If you fill somebody else's buckets, it will fill yours. When that person looks at you and they're totally unexpected and they go, Oh my gosh, like, thank you. You immediately feel better about yourself. And you don't even do you know, think, you like. Do you think it's because when we compliment other women, they rarely receive it? And when they don't receive our compliment, it's a form of rejection. Because it's like, if you're like, oh my gosh, Terry, you look so pretty today. I'm like, oh, really? Like, oh, I didn't really do my hair. And like, I don't yeah. know, this dress is kind of hanging off. I know? think I'm that like, if oh. you give it, I think that it's like, yeah, I think that it's uncomfortable to extend kindness out to, and it's vulnerable to extend kindness in case, like, in case that does happen. But I think that, you know, mostly it's just a habit we're not into. Yeah, it's so habit. it's uncomfortable to do something different than your normal behavior. So when you are used to doing it, it's not vulnerable. It feels, it feels normal. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be so, so pretty. Like, no, I yeah. love your shoes. I love what you're, you know, your style's so cool. I like, love the business you've started. You, yeah. You've been working so hard and I can see that. And like, you I, know, yeah. I don't know if your family sees it, but I see it. And you it's know, those small things. I have to tell you a story that this is something that women do so often and it is my biggest pet peeve and I've never had a pet peeve, but this is it. It's when women say to someone, I love your little blog. I love your little show. They put little in front of everything that you do. I love your little business always, that you started. Little, you know, little. it's like, it's like the compliment is it's almost like they can't say it. So they have to put little in front of what they're you're doing to to diminish it and nothing is little that that people do you know it's not a little it's not little work especially as a woman and a mother everything we do outside of just standing there is not little it's 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 a big deal you will notice women who do it now or men men do it too and you're just like don't like that was so close to being a compliment until you threw your little your little your little business there and I was like (laughs) no when I hear it I'm like don't do it we used to get that a lot I do appreciate that it has changed to what did she say empire yeah I do it yeah yeah. I used to I'm like we don't even (laughs) blog but okay they used to make you love your little blog and I'd be like we don't blog but okay but I think the other thing that you said is like when we go when they go Tara you look so cute you like I love that outfit when you're like oh no I mean oh I just I think we have to get used to saying Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you very much. And I think then, then that will teach the person when it happens to them to do it too, mm-hmm. to accept it and say, shit, I, I, I got my shit together today. And someone yeah. noticed. Yeah. 
I know. And we even match and we, we all look good. So, we do. so, so, so I totally know what you're talking about or this. I, I'll never forget. I bought a Burberry coat and it was hot. It was really hot. It was a raincoat because I was living in Vancouver at the time. And it was so expensive for me at the yeah. time. Like it was like $3,500. And I'm like, what am I doing? I could not afford this freaking jacket. I sent it to my best friend at the time who was constantly doing what you're talking about, that mm-hmm. little belittling thing. And she sends me back a text message that says, cute. I'm like, and you're like, no, it's fucking fabulous. <laughs> it's not cute. This is a Burberry raincoat that will not be in style in six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it is the best thing ever. Oh my God. No, not yeah. cute. So <laughs> important to celebrate, right? Important yes. to celebrate each other and, and women. And <laughs> I'm going to go down. So stop calling yourself a bad mom. Here's another one of your guys' rules. Be ridiculous. Mm. Do you know how vulnerable it is to be ridiculous? Because you're putting yourself out there for someone to make fun of you. And I do remember growing up and I remember just my natural way when I was, I was shy with people I didn't know and always shy with men and boys still to this day, unless I've had some drinks and then I really Mm. love to flirt. I mean, I'm like sitting here being like to this day. Mm. I don't really like talking to men. I'm just, I, I'm pretty sure I just watched something about you talking about your vagina walking on the boardwalk. (laughs) 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 She's not, she needs to lose the narrative that she's shy. I'm a big talker when it comes to like hitting on guys and stuff. And then when it comes down to it, I'm like, can't say something. I can't say it. But, um, (laughs) <laughs> what what was that thing? I'll be ridiculous. When I was comfortable with people growing up, like as, as a kid or more into teenagehood, people would always say when you're ridiculous, like, and a lot of guys would say this to me or girls who are cool. And they, and I was cool too, by the way. And they would be like, you're so weird. Always. You're so weird. Which immediately at the time really kind of felt like an insult. Cause I was like, you think I'm weird. Like you don't like the way I'm behaving as they've grown up. I realize weird is what makes you not normal and it makes you different than everybody else. And then, and when you're ridiculous, you can have so much fun. And then people, when, once they're secure with themselves can start having a lot of fun with you. Yeah. And you guys gave me that permission. I got to tell you, I've had some guests on the show where I'm like, Oh my God, how am I going to talk to this guy? He's so smart. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. not that smart. You know? And I did a whole thing with a whole smart thing, like around reframing what smart meant. Cause I always felt, stupid. I always felt not enough. And so I just want to tell you guys that you give so much permission. You probably know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, you give so much permission for like just a normal freaking conversation. Sometimes, you know, with all these influencers online, you feel like you've got to have this like really profound thing that you're saying. Yeah. It's a good point. And I mean, we, we fall pressure to that just so you know, like, I don't think that there's any, you know, there's no, as, as a business, you are constantly pushing to grow because uh-huh. that's how you make that's distribution. So, I mean, you know, it is, it is, yes, we have so much fun. COVID has been really hard because we haven't been able to have, what we're peed, used to. I have not peed my pants from laughing. I think like since COVID, maybe so, once or twice. So for us, it's really, and it's a usual thing for me. It's really, you know, our fun is with, with, with the world with and other people like planes and the airport and like, you know, it is, we thrive off energy and this has been, this has been a very challenging 
time for us. The mon- the we're so I mean privileged to be able to have houses and backyards and you know be able to continue to work to mm-hmm. some degree. But the pressure, like right now, the pressure of the world moving on and us sitting here is so beyond you know hard. But I I will say that we 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 do have fun. We do have cocktails. We do laugh. I mean, but, but I know when you mean like the, some of the, the people the that are watching on Instagram and every and sometimes what they're saying is so deep and it has to have such a meaning. And I can't tell you how many times when that happens, I have to go re-listen to the stories like five times because I am not picking up what they're putting down. <laughs> I'm trying to grasp the deepness. How about when someone's like, like this morning, I'm like, I want to talk about expectation. And I'm like Googling expectation. And one dude's over here being profound on not having expectations. And then one really hot chick over here is like, have expectations. And, and I'm like, like, oh my God. It's like when they say, if you're really, if you're going to be really successful, sleep when you're dead. Like, honestly, the most successful people only have a few hours of sleep and they're absolutely and capable of doing this. It. Now they're like, you need your sleep or else you can't be great oh, during the God. hours that you're awake. I'm like, which fucking one? Yeah. Which one will make yeah. you a billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> which one will make you a billionaire? Let's ask, let's ask her. She's the one on a boat right now. You know what I mean? What? I mean, I would think we ask you, how do we end up on a boat? So, 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 so listen to this. My husband, he's 60, okay? So he's 23 years older than me. He thinks all this shit that we're all doing over here online. He's like, you guys are all idiots. I know. Because, because here's the truth about how you get rich. Yeah. Let's just drop this right here. This is what my husband would tell. He'd be like, you, you got to understand numbers. Everything is the numbers game. Understand numbers and how to multiply them quickly. Yes. Period. Like just period. And so he's, but she's stock market, right? He takes companies public, get on the inside of a deal, IPO it, blow it up. You know, it's the multiple. And you know what's so cool about what you guys are doing is that not only are you making money off multiples, I see, I see what you're creating with your membership. Mm-hmm. And and you're making an impact, which is why men and women are dipping into is why it's so important that women like you get your message out because you're actually making a difference. You're so you're so right. And you're so kind to say that because everything we do will only be worth it if it's with the core of our community. Like, that's why we try to provide so much content that doesn't we have a we have had a hard time want getting, you know, asking for money or like, you know, a services to people without it being really um, valuable because, you know, we, we've met a lot of women out on, you know, whose husbands are deployed or partners are deployed and they're by themselves raising their kids and they're working three jobs to make ends meet. So, you know, we really want to be there for all women so we can help support them through this really hard journey. And so it's the, the biz, there's a business side. And then there's like, you know, your, your compassion side where if we can keep creating, thank God, there's so many platforms to make free content, to make people like a podcast, like, you know, Instagram where people can still get what they need. And Mm -hmm. then the people who need, you know, who want to access that we try to make it as affordable as we can because mm-hmm. it's it is about money because when you take money away from your kids and your family you have to be able to bring something back unless it's just to fill your own bucket you know what I mean but mm-hmm. when you begin to travel and take time away for us it was it had to become about monetary too well the husband said so as well so that was a big one for us so it mm-hmm. is both for us it your will husband, always be did our your core. husband's ever t- tell you that when's this going to start making money always when- 
Yeah. And a lot of what we did in the beginning was because we loved bringing women together and like creating a supportive community. And the first things that we did was just literally like events for moms where we would bring them together with wine, sometimes with experts and sometimes just conversation. And at the end, they'd always ask like, oh, how much did you bring home from that? And it never really mattered to us because we knew like how it women made us would feel. cry and they'd be like, I haven't been out. And like, you know, I'm, I'm depressed and you're helping me. And like, you know, what, what was impacting them was so huge that it, it the money felt so obsolete to be it's so funny. And I remember be. my father-in-law, they're American. And when they came to visit and they heard about what we were doing, he was like, this is all great. Like, how are you going to scale this? And at the time I really, I didn't we care. So offended. We'd I was like, like why? I don't even want to answer your question. I'm going to figure out my journey. And it turns out we ended up we being did a good job, a really good job, <laughs> but it was never wow. because we answered to anybody else about how we were going to make money. Yeah. We've always been driven to them. You guys are so like, I can't, all I, all I keep wanting to say is like, thank you for being so authentic because I, I really feel that even authenticity is being manipulated. Mm-hmm. Does that That's why it's a hard word. Because We're like, what do you mean? Because every, a lot of people on like Instagram are th- like, they are being what they think is authentic, but like, I guess for us, it goes beyond authenticity, even though that is the correct definition. It's just, we just can't help but just be ourselves. And if we were to try and be anything else, it would take too much effort. And we uh, have so much going I, on. That I, we always, I always say it. to Ned, it's got to be so exhausting to not be yourself. I can't imagine what it's like to not be yourself, to always We think. have energy to do a lot of shit, but trying to be something we're not is, is really, it's that just, that would just push us over the edge. Yeah. I, I could never think that way. Or it's do that. hard. I got to tell you, there's been some, like I was saying guests on the show where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in a conversation that I don't even want to be in right now. So I was so excited to have you guys on the show. Cause I'm like, Oh, these are my homies. Like we work, yeah. we're all Canadian. We all look exactly the same. Like <laughs> oh, I love so, it. we don't look that Canadian though. Do we? You don't look Canadian. I was actually, I just found out you were Canadian. I was at a, I had gotten a car accident. It was not a big deal. I when and whenever Nat and I used to go out on stage, I used to like look at her a little bit tipsy and be like, why are people here? I could never really grasp why people would come and I'm see like, us. There are 2000 people waiting out there and we're about to go on stage and you're asking me why they're here. I really struggled with the purpose, right? Like I, I really do. I really, we're not, we, we are two moms with seven kids who I just really always had such a hard time grasping why people would pay to come see us. Right. I never could grasp it. And it's really ringing true to what you're saying right now. And I was at the uh, reporting station where you have to go after an accident. It had been a big snowstorm. So it was freaking packed. There was nowhere to sit. And I ended up sitting in front of these two men who I, I was sitting and watching. I'm texting out while I'm talking and they're together. And I, I, I saw them and it was like, they were too intimate to be uh, uh, in a relationship. Okay. They were too intimate in a way that I cannot describe. And I watched them and obviously I started talking like not to them. Sexually intimate, just like friends. This intimate. really yeah. weird energy that was like, so calming and so so good to see and then I started talking to them and they ended up being two officers and one had been sides like almost killed t-boned and the other guy's like I'm not leaving you I'm gonna drive you home they just the way they were talking and spending their conversations together and I was like what are you two and they ended up being police officers and I ended up being with them for like an hour and just the way they interacted and talked it talked to each other gave me like a comfort of like purity in the world because friendship and is authentic. And when you have a pure friendship, 
There's no expectations of each other whatsoever. There's only pure goodness that you want for each other. Relationships have expectations and you can let each other down in relationships. When you have a pure friendship, there's nothing there but like pure gold of like when you have a pure friendship. And and I think that's what I've come to realize is people see a purity amongst our friendship that's like a lightness and a, and a joyfulness. And that's so rare. And so when people see it together, it's like it's bigger than us. Whoops, sorry. Because together, we don't have expectations of each other. I just want her to show up. And are you okay? Are you good? We want our kids to be good. We want our marriages to be good. And we want to find fun together. Like, I don't expect anything from you, but just to show up and be beside me. And those are the expectations we have of each other. And there's nothing else behind it. So I think that when we talk about like authenticity and like, you know, it's a purity of wanting nothing from, from, this is what our, our friendship is very authentic, you know? And that's what I think people, people feel. Yeah. I think that's why people come to the show to circle it all back and, up. And often they have that friend. They've had that friend. They've they lost want that, that friend. friend or they see that friendship in us. And they're like, you, you guys, you guys uh, are, are, pl are a place like a, a place setting. No, a place like for right now. And I don't have a placeholder for right now. And I don't have mine. I have you guys. And leave it to two cops to show me that feeling that I left feeling like the, the, there was good in the world. That's what I felt when I saw the relationship, that there was actual good in the world. I was like, you make me feel safe in a world. Wow. That's, you nailed it. That's exactly what you guys are. It is safety in a really chaotic time. And I am just going to, I am going to push your community for even women <laughs> who don't have kids because- <laughs> There's, You're nothing so more, there's nothing more important than having community as a woman, especially during these times. Head over to the commonparent.com, get your monthly subscription. I'll be over there. The ladies will be over there. There's gonna be experts there. And um, I'll see you I'll, or I'll I guess I'll speak to you guys next week on next week's episode. You're the best. And we'd love to uh, have you on yeah. our podcast. We'll figure that out when that, when that, what that looks like. And, and we'll, we'll see you in Florida. Yeah, we're definitely coming to find you. I feel a lot of fun right here could be had. Let's do it. I'll host you guys. You come bring all 18 children and no, husband. thank you. I can't wait to see your palatial mansion, but no, we'll be coming alone. Maybe with some male dancers. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't bring the dancers. The Florida ones are hotter. I love it. You're the best. <laughs> Oh, there we go. I love you. Go and no. be amazing. I love you guys. Thank so you much. for having us. We appreciate it so much. So nice to meet you. Yeah, you guys too. Okay, bye. 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 I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to the Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at the Tara Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.